Hey guys, welcome to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are going to be discussing the Netflix original, The Queen's Gambit, today. I keep thinking that I'm just so grateful that um, we're not like a podcast that has to cover politics because we usually record on Mondays and release them on Wednesday mornings. And I feel for those people who have to record early Wednesday morning or late Tuesday night. Hopefully it doesn't matter for us. Mm-hmm. I know we Wow, we really planned that well. It was either make a <laughs> politics podcast or a TV <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> glad we chose TV. <laughs> We're smart. <laughs> I mean, not to say that we don't still suffer with TV being released on a Friday and we have to binge watch it to finish it in order to talk about it on Monday. We still sacrifice just in different ways. I'm so glad we're bringing that up. <laughs> Finally, we can address this. <laughs> this work is hard and we do it to ourselves, but we'll still complain. I'm trying to think. Well, sometimes maybe the show had dropped, but I put it off. Like like Lovecraft Country, I watched that entire show in two days. And that's the stuff you guys don't see that's behind the scenes. We suffer in silence <laughs> of a totally optional thing that we do <laughs> because we love tv you we know love tv and we love to talk about it and honestly with coronavirus forcing us to work from home and forcing us to not see people this is honestly the only way i'm able to even really discuss tv anymore with jordan so i mean i'm grateful for it i i too am very grateful wouldn't wouldn't trade it for the world. Even if we only had zero listeners. <laughs> Lucky for us, we have a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. Um yes. Much, <laughs> much more. <laughs> so many. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, TV news. I don't know why I said that like that. The first thing that I have bookmarked is that Mindy Kaling is going to be starring in and producing an adaptation of the book Good in Bed for HBO Max. Which is fun because I feel like we literally shared a new thing that Mindy was working on last week. Mm-hmm. So classic Mindy just cranking out the content. She is an overachiever for sure. Also exciting because a lot of the stuff she's been doing, which is so many different shows, she's not in. Yeah. So can't wait to see her again. Me too. And the person who's writing the script um, is Liz Sarnoff. And she's a writer-producer on HBO's Barry. So also great news. Yeah. Like, as far as I can tell, there's no way for the show to be bad. No, no cons. I'm excited because, I'm sure you saw this, Sandra O oh and Aquafina are going mm -hmm. to play sisters in a new Netflix comedy movie that Will Ferrell is producing. Sisters. So excited. Mm-hmm. And Will Ferrell does crank out good content when he's like a backing producer. Yeah, for I sure. Like. 
and yeah and it's like i feel like maybe as an actor he's still kind of pigeonholed in like the typical will ferrell comedies not that Mm -hmm. that's a bad thing but i feel like the things he produces tend to be like all across the board in style yeah i will say though because the break between him and adam mckay was more recent so i'm i guess i'm wondering if i've seen anything that's just been him i probably have good point but they were a good duo yeah dang i forgot that they kind of went their separate ways interesting but yeah, that's a pairing that I never really could have dreamed we would get Aquafina and Sandro. So yeah, seriously, a dream very, come true. Very excited. <laughs> Speaking of dream pairings, uh, the TV show, the Netflix show that we watched, special Ryan o- O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Um, he is teaming up with Jim Parsons for a new series. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm um I don't have a strong super strong opinion on Jim Parsons, but love Ryan O'Connell, so I'm willing exactly. to be ex- very excited. <laughs> Same. It's an HBO Max. It's going to be uh, um what they're calling a tromedy. Oh. <laughs> and half hour episodes. So we'll see. Love to see that. I'll watch almost anything if it's half an hour. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, uh, this is something that I, I just learned more about because I, I saw all these headlines about Sophie Turner is going to be in a new HBO show. Did not realize it was animated. Um, and it's about, it's like a, it's basically based on Gary Janetti's uh, Instagram account. That's like a satire of, uh, Prince George in the vein of, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like in the vein of Surrey's burn book. His Instagram is, and now they're making a cartoon of it. And that so- is amazing. I yeah. did not know about this. Sophie Turner is going to be the voice of Charlotte. I'm dead. Where is it going to be on? HBO Max. And okay. um, I didn't know that. I only knew Sophie Turner was attached, but Orlando Bloom is starring is co-starring as Prince Harry, <laughs> and Alan Cumming is playing George's butler. <laughs> That's really funny. Wow, that's hilarious. I'm excited about that. Also funny, this is a little Game of Thrones uh, callback, is that um, Ewan Rian, who plays um, uh, Sansa's disgusting husband's name. Ramsey. He's playing Prince William. (laughs) (laughs) What a crew. Yeah, quite a crew indeed. My last piece of news is a new Netflix historical drama that is apparently mixing Gossip Girl with period costumes. Um, but even And then there's a secret narrator um, voiced by Julie Andrews. There was a trailer that was dropped. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I mean, narrated by Julie Andrews, so sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. Sold from those words. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Bridgerton, right? Yes. I just barely Sorry was... if I forgot to mention that. I was just barely reading about that a second ago. I I also only have one more piece of news, and that is that Babysitter's Club was renewed for a second season. Oh, that's Netflix, exciting. On Netflix, which I, for some reason, I mean, maybe it's just because I thought it was a given, but I was like, oh, we didn't know that already, but now we officially do know that. 
Um, well, that also reminded me, I actually did have one more piece of news. Ted Lasso is a show that was on, that's on, um, Apple TV plus and they haven't even started production on season two yet, but it was already renewed for a third season, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I always think it's interesting when they do that, especially in COVID times where we've seen before being renewed for a new season doesn't necessarily mean you'll get that season, you know? Mm hmm. And, um, seems pretty gutsy for Apple TV Plus. Yeah. But, but people really did love this show. I watched it and it was like a fun, feel good show. Perfect for COVID times, I would say. Mm -hmm. I still need to watch it, but I'm just saying Apple TV plus like maybe just because Apple so (laughs) successful, they are never going to be at risk, but it just seems like, remember how no one, I think like the only shows that I know people watch are Ted Lasso and the morning show. The biggest fan of Apple TV plus content is my parents. They watch everything. (laughs) Well, so they're paying off off for them. That's if you go to stand something, you've got to stay on Apple TV Plus, apparently, because they're safe, I guess. <laughs> so, as previously mentioned, the show of the episode is The Queen's Gambit. This show um, features, I would say, three bad parents. And that's just in one person's life. Would you say that is the right number? I mean, some of them are far worse than other parents in those three. Yes. You could definitely rank them best to worst, but all three of them are parents I still would never want to have. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to rank our top, the top three worst TV parents. Who's your number three? My number three, I picked Lindsay and Tobias Fiume on Arrested Development. You did too. That's my number three as well. Wow, that's hilarious. Them. <laughs> well, you always could guess my top three anyway, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> there, most of the parents are horrible on Arrested Development, but I like them because, um, I would still only rank them number three. Like Lucille is more cruel, but Lindsay and Tobias are just completely clueless. Um, like they don't know when Maybe's birthday is or what grade she's in. <laughs> Um, they don't know that she's become like a Hollywood executive secretly (laughs) and, um, like they don't, I don't even, they don't dislike maybe they just forget Mm -hmm. about her. Like what's the opposite of a helicopter parent, you know? Yeah. I don't know know what that's called, but that's them. Like there, it's like a balloon that you let go of and flies away. (laughs) And hope it comes back to you maybe one day. (laughs) I, that's why they're my number three. They're not like the absolute worst, but just I want my parents to at least know what I'm up to a little bit. Right. Well, then I can jump to my number two. Um, My number two I chose is Adora from Sharp Objects. I mean, she's actively trying to kill her children, so that's why I chose her. Pretty, pretty good horrible mom yeah she's a very bad mom very bad mom bad moms christmas edition thanksgiving edition well there's already that movie that exists i know 
Um, that's a great one. Sharp Objects is just a great place to look if you're looking for a horrible family relations. Totally. Um, sometimes I forget about Sharp Objects. I know, me too, but I really liked it. It was very good. I was thinking about it recently, actually, because I rewatched Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, it's so crazy how good Christmasina is. At well, you know, what's funny is that I also was recently thinking about it because I also recently watched something that Christmasina is in, which is um, You've Got Mail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so funny. Love, love Chris. We love him. Okay, my number two, probably also pretty predictable, but... I have to talk about how horrible parents they are, are Mr. and Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> because they, I think they hate their kids. They, <laughs> they don't ever, ever talk about them. Hardly ever. And, and you're talking Joel and Marvelous, right? Yeah, I'm not talking about Joel's parents. I don't okay, care about them. <laughs> I'm talking about Midge and Joel Maisel. And Did you like how I forgot Midge's name and just called her Marvelous? <laughs> well, it's just so confusing. Like, she still <laughs> is married. So, like, Maisel is still her last name. And Midge is not in the title. So, I don't really blame you. They Thank make you. it. Yeah. So, they just are horrible. And I think Midge, Midge only cares about her kids when she can, like, reference how annoying it is to be a mom in her stand-up routines and like when she's like fighting with any of when either of them are like fighting with any of their parents or with each other or something it's just like the kids are just like convenient ammo to use in the argument (laughs) and just justice for the Maisel children I think there's two (laughs) I probably know better than than Midge and Joel know that there are two kids and I hardly know that. So, <laughs> so yeah, they're my I, number two. <laughs> I hope that there's a spinoff with the, with those children and how they were able to grow up and still become successful in the world, even though their parents didn't care. About they're very, them at all. Ne- they're very neglected. Great answer. Um, my number one is. Julie Cooper from the OC. I was recently reminded of her terrible parenting skills um, from uh, Sarah Ramos's uh, (laughs) artistic reenactments of perfect TV scenes. I was wondering why Julie Cooper had been on the brain (laughs) recently for me too. That's exactly why. That's it. if you haven't watched that reenactment, it is golden. Um, Haley Richardson is playing Marissa Cooper and Sarah plays um, Julie. And it is just so good. And I just would never want Julie Cooper to be my mom. Their reenactment, like when, the, and then in the post, when they show the real scene right after, I was like, wow, the OC should be embarrassed. This was way better. <laughs> Well, it was amazing. Like Haley even uh, painted on like rainbow a rainbow rainbows on her bikini, and they literally looked exactly like the bikini that 
uh, Marissa Cooper was wearing. So yeah, I couldn't even tell that it was painted until they Mm -hmm. said that. I was like, did she buy that or did she already have it? Like, that's so crazy. Yeah, it was great. (sighs) My number one are uh, the Hastings from Pretty Little Liars. Um, specifically more so the dad for sure. And, um, it's just like, he has like a secret family with their friends. Like, it's just, there's just so much going on. And to be honest, it's not, I'm not fully refreshed on all the Hastings drama, but like, not only is their dad like hiding so much from all of them and like the mom kind of just going along with it, but also like he kind of is like always gaslighting Spencer, you know, about everything. Mm-hmm. And like just just because like she they like don't want her to ruin their reputation and stuff. And it's just like what a toxic family. Well, it's amazing that she wasn't more rebellious and um ended up okay um because she could have gotten gone down a very deep into a very deep place because her parents were so absent and terrible well and i'm i'm learning a lot from the pretty little liars wiki as we speak because (laughs) you know how i didn't finish the show so i'm talking just i was even just talking about how the dad cheats on his wife with the Mrs. De Laurentiis. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and so Jason is their like half brother and stuff. But I didn't realize that um, Mrs. Hastings like isn't even Spencer's real mom. Who's Spencer's real mom? Mary Drake. Oh. Who then? I don't they, remember any of this. And this I is did saying watch all of it. He also had a one night stand slash affair. <laughs> slash affair (laughs) with mary drake who he thought was her twin sister jessica which resulted in the birth of both spencer and alex so spencer's twins names alex you might need to cut this out for spoilers (laughs) but um, if you haven't finished pretty little liars by now and you were planning on it we're just saving you a lot of emotional Mm -hmm. labor yeah i um it's just not worth it sadly And I've devoted a lot of time to that show. But long story short, I guess I I take it back. It wasn't just like the Hastings as a couple, even though the mom wasn't great. The dad, Peter Hastings is his full name. He is just the worst. Truly. And yeah, like he wasn't even he would always try to buy off his daughters, you know, when they like find out all this awful stuff he did. But he's a douche. I hate him. Great answer. Thank you. I wouldn't have even remembered them. Um, it was funny, like, thinking of these because there are a lot of, like, bad people in TV shows, but not all of them are, like, bad parents. Like, I was thinking of, like, uh, like the birds from Ozark or the whites from Breaking Bad or, like, the Drapers and, like, they all have like a they're like bad parenting moments, but they still like weren't like necessarily bad parents, even though they're like drug lords, you know? Yeah, it's true. I do think Don and Betty are bad parents. Don and Betty are pretty bad parents. Pretty. I bad. think it's like kind of tragic because I think that like one of 
the only thing Don really cares about, I think, are his kids, but he like can't be a good dad. Yeah. And Betty, I think, is like aggressively a bad mom. Mm-hmm. But um I literally just talked about Betty, I feel like. So I was like, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna say that as my Yeah, thing. I tried to like lighten I tried to even it out and not talk about Mad Men every single episode. But um yeah, I just thought that was interesting to think mm-hmm. about. For sure. And it is, I mean, I do think Don's a bad dad, but he does love his kids. So there is kind of like there's like layers there. Yeah. All right. Um, the Queen's Gambit. Um, let's hear the spiel. Well, basically, Beth Harmon is an orphan who learns to play chess while she is living in an orphanage when she is about nine. And um, she that so she learns to she really takes to chess. She's like a prodigy from a, when she's a child. And she also develops a drug addiction, basically. And so the whole show is her rising up in her chess career and dealing with various addictions. Um, so the main character is Beth Harmon, and it's played by Anya Taylor-Joy, who, wow, I just saw when she was born, and she was born in 1996. Mm-hmm. So young for such a wonderful actress. I know, she's only 24. I was, like, going off about how much I love her to Jordan recently. I just think that... She's, like, the most interesting person to look at. She's so beautiful. And, like, her, like, eyes, she can say so much with them. And, like, and it's not always, like, the same. Like, she's just, like, really great at acting in various roles. Um, I first, I think my the first thing I saw with her in it was um, Thoroughbreds, which is a great movie. Highly recommend. And I was like, who is this girl? I am obsessed with her. And then, of course, she was in our one of mine and Jordan's favorites, Emma. And once again, in Queen's Gambit, she was amazing. She's also in a lot of horror sh- horror movies, like The Witch. Um, mm-hmm. I think the first thing I saw her in was Split. Yeah, I think I saw her in Split, too. But I don't think I was like, who is this person yet? So I guess I mm-hmm. should have explain that a little bit better but yeah I just think that she's amazing and I thought that her um acting in this limited series was really good and I really loved and enjoyed every minute of the series agree and something that I thought was really interesting was that um pretty I mean I recognized some other character or actors I mean um, but there's no one really that famous. Like she's the biggest name mm-hmm. for me in this movie. And that really just that fact alone um kind of shone a spotlight on her performance and made her feel really isolated, which is like the point of her character is like kind of dealing with being this outlier at all times and feeling isolated and like literally and figuratively orphaned and so I it was like kind of meta that like there weren't any bigger names than her in it Mm -hmm. um 
It is funny, too, because I think it was, I mean, obviously the time period being it's set in the 60s, but also just like the look and every, like the travel, It I felt like I was watching Mad Men for a lot of it. Totally. Um, like all of the costuming was so good and beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful to look at. So basically it's like thematically it felt very Mad Men and aesthetically because it's like a lot of um, repressed emotions mm-hmm. and a lot of like the script is very understated in a Mad Men kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to think of, I was like Beth, the character of Beth herself to me it was like if it was if you take like Don Draper, Peggy, and Sally personalities and combine them, but then you at make her look like Joan and Megan. Wow, and, it, what and a then you have mashup, and then you have her character. Wow, I love it. I agree. It was uh, she definitely was probably the biggest name. Um, Bill Camp is in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say he's probably the second biggest person in the show. Well, it's interesting because I agree with that, but then it's so interesting because the director, Marielle Heller, is in, she plays a pretty significant role, mm-hmm. but she is known for directing. She directed like A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah. And she did not direct this show, but no. she's a big time director. Yeah. Sorry. That was confusing. Yeah. I was calling her a director but um so that was really interesting casting to me and I thought she was she was very good but I was just kind of like how interesting to cast her because as far as I could tell from IMDB the next um the most recent significant thing she played was documentary crew member in pop star never stop never (laughs) stopping which I thought was very fascinating Mm -hmm. um so yeah pretty intriguing casting yeah she looked really familiar to me so i was surprised when i went to look her up that i didn't recognize her from anything she's acted in but only because i've probably seen her at award shows and stuff like that for things she's directed Mm -hmm. um and i mean i feel like we have to talk about benny watts um who was on game of thrones and also uh, is the little boy from Love Actually? Is that mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. That's all. I just I really liked his character as well, mm-hmm. and I thought he was really fun and um, refreshing. Yeah, I liked his character too. I couldn't get over how young he looks, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was bad at all. It's just distracting. Um, having seen Love Actually so many times, but that's not <laughs> his fault. <laughs> but he's thirty. Like it was. He's not young. He just kind of will always look like a little boy. But something that I thought was I was like, maybe it's like adds to the character because he plays a former child prodigy himself. And so it kind of like kind of stuck in adolescence sort of. So it kind of works. Also, Dudley Dursley played Harry, uh, Harry Beltic, Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter. Yes. Was in it, which I was he was someone I didn't realize at the time. Until I was looking him up on IMDb and I was like, oh, that's why I know that face. <laughs> it was very interesting. I was worried watching this show. I was like, I, I, I legitimately know nothing about chess. Do you know how to play chess? I mean, I only know 
the absolute basics, like which pieces can move which types of ways. But I've never. I mean, that's it, still. It, I've never enjoyed playing chess. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I an eighth grade crush of mine did take me to the library during lunch one time to teach me, but I clearly <laughs> wasn't paying attention, and that's as much chess lessons of it as I've ever had. So um, I was like, when I first started, I was like, am I going to like this even though I don't understand chess? And I wouldn't say I understand it any more than I did when it started. One of our favorite um, Twitter follows, Mark Snedeker tweeted, um, me starting the Queen's Gambit, what's the deal with chess? Me after four episodes, if Beth just castled Kingside, she could have compensated for both for double pawns and still maintain the Sicilian defense. What is she doing? <laughs> Was that a spoiler? I guess it wouldn't have been a spoiler to me because I don't know about chess, but maybe for someone who does. I feel like that could just apply to... <laughs> she plays several matches in this show, so that could apply to literally any match. You would have to be a prodigy like her and able to like imagine things on the board in your mind. Yeah. If for that to be a spoiler and if well, that's the case good for you yeah then you might be bored watching this show <laughs> definitely watch it <laughs> it's so good i felt like I, I, it's just the kind of show that you watch and you feel like you're watching something like really special mm-hmm. it's how many episodes is it seven episodes seven and they i noticed that they some are an hour but some are like between like 36 and 40 minutes so it kind of range there's kind of a range there mm-hmm but I think they're great at moving the story along. It's pretty dark. And I think they show a lot of that, like the dark. It's like a pretty dark um, story on like addiction and um, mental health, I think. And I think they still do a really good job of balancing that out with like really great characters and um, dialogue. And I even like cried in part of it. So it was like very emotional. I... Yeah, again, no spoilers, but I was crying a lot in the finale. Okay, just, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. I just thought that the way certain things came together were just like, like I was surprised to feel heartwarming mm-hmm. in this show, but I really did. And um, it's also so pleasing to watch something that is just like, like I know I saw this classified as a mini series, and you, it just felt very complete and. Um, just like you're watching this, like you watched a complete story. Yeah, like I don't need anything more. I feel very content. But yeah, I would I would recommend this to practically everybody. Um, if you really are averse to like any kind of dark drama, then you might not like it. But like, I know both of our parents have watched it and loved it. Um, it was which just that alone good. is saying a lot. I think that shows that it, they're like. A lot of varying um, people who really enjoy the show. Yes. In my notes, I did used to tell people that I, because I wasn't ever into sports, I would tell my friends who were very involved in sports, like, oh, yeah, I can't. I have, like, chess club practice. And so it's always been a joke <laughs> that, that I was so in chess weird. club. <laughs> Never heard that joke before. <laughs> Um, that's because we're post um, high school and college friends but that was my big bit back in the day and now it's funny because I'm like wow I really should have been in chess club because chess is cool 
<laughs> it is cool. It's cool. And like the people that she meets are really fun and like great characters and some are really hot. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I guess I can't confirm. It is unreal. It gives you unrealistic haughty expectations, I guess. Yeah. In the chess Are, world, but maybe but it's also, realistic. I don't but, know. I don't know also, about chess. I mean, how many were actually hot? Like one, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I was only attracted to one of them. <laughs> I liked their personalities, but as far as like, if I'm classifying them as a hottie, I would probably only pick Towns. Yeah, Towns was like the dream boat, but he's like the bad boy of chess. <laughs> Benny, it's like he does look a little young for us, but you know if you were in in playing chess and like sitting next to him, you he has that type of personality that I feel like I would just not be able to resist. And I'd be like, I I don't know why I'm in love with this person, but I am. You do you love a bad boy. <laughs> That's true, I do. So AJ is my favorite backstreet boy, so Yeah. And that really says a lot about you. <laughs> Not necessarily like that that's a bad choice. It just says a lot about you. <laughs> when the day I learned that, I was like, oh. Because <laughs> like, I'm a Brian girl at now. Like, I guess I liked Nick for a little bit as a kid, but I'm definitely more of a Brian person. And I feel like that says a lot about me. <laughs> Dang, that should be like the new like Zodiac. <laughs> Let's start an Instagram account. Done. Okay, well, I mean, there you have it. We both loved it. Who is your crush of the week? It would I would be lying if I put anybody above Anya Taylor Joy. Same. She Same, same. Yeah. I mean, like I literally I feel like I never said this on the podcast, but I did recently find out that the newest Emma from this year is on HBO right now, streaming. And She's Emma in it, and it's just so crazy watching her be Emma and then watching her be Beth in this. Like, mm-hmm. she's just, she's so good. She honestly, I was like, should you always have red hair? It was great. It was so pretty. And, like, um, I bookmarked this article from some of my favorite style writers, Tom and Lorenzo, because they did a whole breakdown of, like, a lot of her costumes from this and I'm so excited to read it um because the costumes like Taylor said are crazy they're so good um she's just she is great in everything I've ever seen her in especially this yeah she is like perfect um cannot even wait to see everything else she's in and will be in so same that's my crush of the week as well I feel like it would be a flat out lie if I picked anyone else yeah I and I feel like I mean this whole episode practically is like our love letter to her basically there's nothing wrong with that no well there you have it watch the queen's gambit come one come all everyone will love it yeah it's great and like it's starting to get colder outside it's kind of a great like cozy November watch yeah it is it's true Uh, Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.